Welcome to the Ben Show. You know the outdoor show where you shut down the tractor, pull the big rig over, and get out of the office and share the other parts of life with us. And yes, it is the end of October. Halloween is in the air. It's been in the air all week, and it's going to continue through the show and into next week. That's what happens when Halloween lands on a Monday, folks. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. As always, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop an email to Bend Radio Show at gmail.com. My producer, sound engineer, Goblin in the studio and co-host Jeff Tigger Earhart is here. But Tigger, shh, just for a minute, okay? (laughs) As I said, when Halloween falls on a Monday, you celebrate the whole week prior to the holiday and the week after. Here's a quick snippet of one of my favorite country singing ladies, Ashley McBride, that I wanted to share with you. We're sharing about her favorite Halloween memories from a couple of years ago. My friends and I take Halloween really seriously, and we try to have a themed party every year. And one year we did superheroes only. And we had Thor, and we had the Green Arrow. We had two different versions of Batman. We had 1960s Batman. We had, like, the Dark Knight Batman. We had Penguin, the Hulk. And I got to be Wonder Woman. And my favorite part of it was we would sit on the porch, and kids would come by, and they would see superheroes, and they would tell their parents, Mom, it's Batman! And they would run up on the porch, and we'd give them candy. And some of them were dressed as superheroes, too. Of course, it's Halloween. And we would say... We've been fighting crime all night. Where have you been? And they're like, we've been getting candy. Now, if I'm allowed to talk, can I jump in here? I'm going to say, actually, that was a super cool idea because I remember as a wee one mm-hmm. when I was a really, really wee one when maybe when we were when we would trick or treat and we wouldn't go into town, that we would just go from ranch to ranch to ranch. Ah, and some of those yes. outfits knew that us kids would come around, mm-hmm. so they would dress up in costumes or at least try to have a mask on or something like that. So that was really cool when you'd come to the door, and it just wasn't your neighbor wearing Carhartts or something like that. It was your your neighbor, and they were kind of dressed up too. So that was super cool. Oh, cool I love idea. it. I love it. Hey, all right. This one crossed my wire, and it is a survey regarding- Crossed your wire? Uh-huh. Your wires are crossed. <laughs> It's, it's a full-time a- job, y'all. I'll tell you about it some other day. Well, I guess I'm keeping with the Halloween theme. So, regarding scary movie monsters and what state, depending on where you live, who you thought was the scariest. So, which states do you think thought Frankenstein, for example, was the most terrifying oh to its people? Is there... I really don't know any correlation. I'm going to say states with maybe the more population to it. Um like we're Chicago, Illinois, California, New York. Nope, nope, nope. You're wrong. You missed. And there's a lot of states that think Frankenstein is the most terrifying. Get this. Arizona, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and South Carolina. But according to whom? I mean, who's who's doing this? I mean, it could just be random where this you survey, called a friend of yours in Florida. No, and said, this survey was done by FrontierBundles.com. Go ahead and look it up. <laughs> How about the ghost face from the movie franchise Scream? Remember that with the black cloak and he had the long white ghost face? There, n- n- come on, face think, think the- some Midwestern states that would find oh, that terrifying. Oh, okay, then uh, Midwestern, then I'm going to say Iowa. I'm going to say Indiana. Yep, Indiana, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I w- let me finish. I was well, going to say Wisconsin. As well as Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Kansas, and is, South Dakota. Is there one on there for the movie It? 
and I haven't seen the new one because I'm, I got to be honest, like a lot of people, clowns freak me out, but that new one. Pennywise, Pennywise is on the list. Pennywise, there you go. That's yes, what I'm thinking yes. Of. That one is, I was sorry, Iowa was not for Ghostface. Iowa is for Pennywise. Yes, there you go. it. Nebraska, Utah, and West Virginia. Then let's uh, let's head to like some places that are sometimes the last places visited in the United States. That would be like Alaska and North Dakota. Who do you think is their most terrifying person? Okay, I'm not going to say that it was maybe like your typical movie Michael Myers or something like that or Freddy Krueger. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to say more psychological. Yes. I'm going to say Hannibal yes. Lecter is where I'm going to go with Very that. Very well done. Are you serious? It is. It is. Cuz those those shows were more they kind of got into your melon and they they kind of made you think a little too it much. It made you look at everyone twice yeah. is what those did. That sound means it's time for our spotlight. Today we head to Iowa, Eastern Iowa that is, where we are shining the spotlight on Dubuqueland Pheasants Forever from Worthington, Iowa. They hosted a youth hunt the other weekend taking, get this, 14 kids out pheasant hunting with dogs. The youth ranged in ages from 11 to 15, and they were taken to the Ringneck Ridge Wildlife Area in Iowa. There was a dog training, a trap shooting station, and a local preserve donated live birds so the kids could all have a chance at harvesting their own pheasant from the sky and get to take it home. Thank you to Alexandra Fagan for reaching out and sharing the spotlight-worthy event. And you know what? Thank you so much, Alexandra, for being a fan of the show, too. We sure do appreciate all the volunteers, parents, and educators continuing to make the outdoors a safe and inviting place for all our youth. Now I'm going to say it just like I do each and every week. I challenge everyone, if you hear of something spotlight worthy, to send us those pictures, info, and tag at The Ben Show on social media. Just like Alexandra Fagan did from Iowa. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. Our first story takes us to England, where new owners of a funeral home have converted the property into a vacation rental. The couple also owns an attached or on the same block church, a haunted well house, and a graveyard that they're renting out to. The funeral home, get this, it rents out for $220 per night, and it's decorated with a line of coffins that read funeral director. The property also includes embalming tables in the kitchen. I don't know about that. That almost seems a little too real for me. Now coming back to the United States, we head to Salem, Massachusetts. Yes, you're catching on to a theme here with the Halloween. A haunted Airbnb in Salem, Massachusetts rents for quite a pretty penny. Listen to this. The house was built in 1838 and it's renting for $1,295 a night. They say some guests bring their own ghost hunting equipment to track spirits and the house past guests claim to see ghosts everywhere one particular ghost is regularly seen and multiple ghosts have all been able to describe it in a like mannered i don't know about this you know they have been saying with inflation a lot of people in the united states are taking on a second job i guess this would be a way to do it if you have i don't know something unique or different on your place that you could be maybe renting out just throwing out that out there for food for thought when they're renting something out for 1200 $95 a night and it's just a house. Now on a serious note, we head to Michigan where get this headline. And if you are in the angling world, the fishing world, yes, this probably is going to ruffle your feathers just like it did ours. 
Michigan DNR has donated 460 pounds of poached fish. The Michigan DNR a couple weeks ago busted a Colorado group fishing the Manistee River illegally. When approaching the Colorado group in question, immediately several of the men attempted to break off their fishing lines so the officers would not see the illegal fishing gear being used. The group did not have valid fishing licenses, were using illegal tackle, and possessed much more than the allowed by illegal methods. At this point, the group faces more than $4,600 in restitution and additional costs. The Michigan DNR officials were happy to report, though, that the fish that they did recover, which was made up of various species, but most of it salmon, they recovered it in time to safely donate it to local families in need. We'll be watching to see what actually goes on with this arraignment. It's quite an interesting story. That's a wrap of the news for now, folks. Coming up, we talk heading into the backcountry and how some recent adventures have made for not-so-nice headlines. Plus, we've got more stories you just don't hear anywhere else. Stay where you are. One never knows what's coming around the bend when you're riding along with Beck. Folks, we'll be right back. It's all about you. This is the show with About You Photography. Super excited to be the official photographer of Tigger and Beck. Other than the ranch, photography and design is what I do for a living. From rodeo and western sports to the elegant to the tasteful, artistic, beautiful, and private, we can take care of whatever you're needing. If I can make Tigger look good, imagine what I can do for you. Get a hold of me for all of your photography needs from custom shoots to stock photos. National Day Calendar, where the world celebrates every day. We are the official National Day Calendar that covers all of our favorite things in life. Subscribe today to National Day Calendar and never miss a reason to celebrate every day. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. The calendar has been marked. Your aim is on point and all that's missing is the clothes that take you to the next level. The teleoutdoors.com specializes in clothes that fit, wicks, and move silently while providing comfort and durability. The teleoutdoors.com. Welcome back to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and sitting alongside me is Tigger. Well, we are going to talk about some recent adventures that have made for not-so-nice headlines. And, uh, and just is adventure the right word, bit. or is it uh, catastrophe or right? adventure gone wrong, really? It's what, what you hope isn't ever going to happen, and hopefully we can give you some ideas and tips here as a result, too, so they don't happen. But to jump right into some of these headlines, over the weekend, Washington, there was a woman who went and let her dog out of the house in the backyard to do its business, and here there was a black bear in the yard. And anyway, this black bear ended up charging her and knocking her to the ground, 
Thankfully, her reflexes kicked in and she ended up punching the bear in the nose and it startled the bear, causing him to shake and then run off. Very lucky. Oh, very lucky. She was hospitalized, but with non-threatening injuries. And then, you know, there's been so many of these bear stories in the headlines Why is lately. That? Why is that? It seems like, what do oh. they say? Everything comes in threes, right? Right, but right. it seems like the bear thing has been coming in, you know, octuplets. You look back to times over. the beginning of the month, Wyoming, the Northwest College Wrestling Teammates, you know, at the beginning of the month. Oh, yeah, the one that went viral. Yes, they both survived, and the one showing heroism is the one friend tried to free his teammate. Well, there was another incident just over the weekend on this last weekend, Sunday, where a hunter is recovering after he accidentally shot himself trying to fight off an attacking grizzly. Thankfully oh, for this man. Oh, I bet man, you he skinned a pistol or something, right? That right. He, he had a sidearm for protection. And he was he was aiming it, yes, and, he and was firing it at the grizzly, to, which did startle and get the grizzly to run off. He, he did do the right thing, but he ended up accidentally shooting himself in the meantime while it was going on. And thankfully his son, because they were out of cell range, had one of those handheld satellite emergency notification oh, devices. Oh, yeah, a we've had those on several times. Yep, huh? yep. Thankfully they had one because he ended up having to use it. And what it did it was it instantly sent the location coordinates to the International Emergency Respond Coordination Center, which then notifies nearest first responders. Uh, the son did have to provide first aid, though, to control the bleeding. So thankfully he had him. first aid knowledge. Good for and him. then he had to coordinate a plan to meet rescuers as in this instance, the injured man, his father, had to be taken by horseback to the rendezvous point. So how old is the son? Do we know? How, we don't know how old the son is I in this case? I don't know. I we, don't we got, know. We need to try to reach out to him. That's in a, That really is an amazing story of heroism there, too. But, you know, this isn't just happening to guys. That, you know, we've talked about somebody who had, you know, a bear in their backyard. Then we had the two hikers. The college wrestlers were just hiking. Now this was a hunter. And then this other one, in case you hadn't heard about this one in Montana over the weekend, involved a gentleman with a horse accident where his horse slipped and stumbled. You know how those ridges, those camelbacks can get very, switchbacks, sorry, can get very, very steep, fell back and fell on him. And that's where it went on into a six mile rescue up into the mountains you know there was snow over the weekend stuff okay, like so that th- in this one wasn't bear this was the horse this was slipped. a horse accident a horse, okay so just yes. kind of a freak accident exactly that happened. exactly it turned into an all-night affair trying to evacuate and get to this individual thank goodness for the first responders out there in montana i have a question yes. you have hunted in that exact country that mm-hmm, you're talking mm-hmm. about have you ever gotten nervous since you're talking about bear attacks, uh, you know, talking about horses, uh, you know, slipping. I mean, accidents happen, crazy things. So d- have you ever gotten nervous when you've been I out have. there elk hunting where you're like, well, I'll tell you what, the hair's standing on the back of my neck. I've, I have. And actually, in one instance, uh, for example, we ended up um, getting separated. Our party did. And it dark came upon us. And part of our party was actually having to was ha- calling part of their elk back with them. And the blood left a trail. And we ended up finding the next day grizzly tracks where a bear had been following. And so because, something was tracking you when you were trying yes, to track. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. It's it, so much as to where when we went back to the site, we had hung the rest of our elk up in the tree which is a lot of times what happens if it gets closer to dark and you aren't able to pack your whole animal up you try to hang it as best you can in the trees right well um when we were walking back up to the carcass we were actually the four of us singing 
whatever kind of songs we could think of to hopefully shoo away or scare oh, away kind of any make predators that may have something. came during the so, night. So in this instance, I mean, what would you recommend having is it is it bear spray is it a whistle i'm big on that when we hike i make i make both of us carry whistles just for that that very reason that because you and i have been in some back country where mm -hmm. cell service isn't available so mm -hmm. is are those one of the things that you would recommend especially in the hunting scenario whistle maybe a sidearm i i do believe strongly in carrying a sidearm something that would be able to take but down you gotta know how to use it though That's well the, yes go please be, be, proficient be prepared with go out and practice and if right. you aren't comfortable using a sidearm and, and comfortable with how to draw or any of that do not be afraid to ask don't be afraid there's so many people we all want to help you and we want you to be safe out there but yes i believe in carrying a sidearm especially in the back country uh the other thing is yes bear spray absolutely a whistle is good because as i said we we got separated. We ended up having to use such devices to be able to find each other in the dark. And what about those uh, those satellite beacons that those you were talking about? I'm very, yes, I am all for having those. And we've talked about some great, great products. Garmin has a great one. Atlas Tracks has a great one. And these devices, they're great. Also, if you are in the backcountry. And country, Atlas Tracks is a partner of ours, too. Yes, if you are in the backcountry, especially coming into winter, and we talk, start talking about avalanche season, things like that, those beacons are required anyway. So go ahead and get one now and take it with you hunting. Might, you can use those all year long. I'm just thinking even those little emergency beacons. I've been stranded twice, not hunting, but mm -hmm. just on the interstate in oh. winter storms. Uh, that's a big one right there, too, because eventually the cell signal hopefully doesn't burn out that you get rescued in time. Uh, just another idea. Just throwing that out. So some other things that I always keep in my pack, especially when I know I'm, I'm going away from camp for quite up. Let's just put it. It doesn't take much to end up, especially if you're on horseback, to end up very far from camp. As I always make sure I have a medical trauma pack with me, extra band-aids, you know, sterilization wipes, suture kit, super glue is a big one, especially uh, your medications. You never know if you're going to need something for your headaches or cold or flu, even, you know, some of those Tums, things like that to help with acid reflux. Because once you're out there, you, you're not going to get back. And if you wear glasses, make sure you mm -hmm. your contacts have a spare set of glasses with you in case you scratch your eye or contact falls Absolutely. out. Absolutely. If you're like me and you got really bad eyesight. Make sure you have chapstick with, mm -hmm. um, things like for your feet, blister treatment, it, ways to, yes, ways to kind of keep your socks dry. Otherwise, extra gear just to have with just in case it's good to have like a leatherman as an example for a multi-tool uh it sounds like you've had this conversation with somebody sitting over <laughs> here on the other side of the studio yeah i've also <clears throat> learned a time or two as well of not having this stuff so yes make sure you have your fire starting kit your lighter your safety matches those uh the paracord is a big one always take paracord with you some thin wire with i recommend having an extra repair kit with for your tent if you're bringing your tent as well as some tenacious tape so there you go there's a few things to get you going if you're heading into the backcountry. stay where you are we make our final bend right after this Mickey's Mustard, you've heard us mention it before. It's the real McCoy straight from the heart of Texas and fat-free to boot. Order yours today 
from mickeysmustard.com. Ain't nothing like it. mickeysmustard.com. Little Rack Taxidermy. Be it a used first hunt or a trophy of a lifetime, let it be something you always remember. Reach out to Little Rack Taxidermy on Facebook and have Heather bring back that natural look. That's Little Rack Taxidermy. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now. Current ag reports, geo targeted weather, live streaming 24 7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV now. Hey, everybody, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Join us every week as we travel the back roads and backwaters in search of the ultimate outdoor adventure. You can find us on KOTVchannel.com, YouTube, and our local stations. Marlo Anderson here, and believe it or not, I am the National Day Calendar Creator. We are the calendar that brings you National Donut Day to Coffee Day and everything in between. Subscribe to National Day Calendar and never miss a reason to celebrate every day. Welcome back to The Bend. This is Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Back. In honor of it being Halloween season, I thought I would share this quick clip from Cody Johnson regarding his favorite Halloween memory. Well, my girls, when they're, they love dressing up for Halloween, and they're, they're hilarious. I mean, they've done everything from princesses to goblins, all kinds of stuff, you know, and I love dressing up with them. But the funniest part was uh, we had a Halloween dress-up party in, a, in my barn, and I showed up dressed like I do for a show. And my five-year-old, I don't know how old she was at the time. She might have been four. She said, where's your costume, Daddy? And I said, I'm wearing it. She goes, what are you dressed up as? I said, a cowboy. And she goes, oh, okay. And it totally, totally pulled it off. And I thought that was hilarious. Now time for Beck's Barrel of the Feel Good. Keeping with the Halloween theme again. Witches go paddle boarding. Have you seen the trend? Have you heard about it? Is that the where you stand up? The paddle boards? The- yep. Those you, are those those floating devices you stand and on. You, you've tried it. You said it's tough. Uh, yeah. I, the paddleboard, how do I put this? It kicked my butt. I'm just going to be honest. I, I haven't tried it. But this trend started back in 2019 when a bunch of gals from Oregon got together and dressed up as witches and went paddleboarding. Well, now this has gone gone crazy. It's gone viral, like all over North America. So since mid-September of this year, there have been reports of witches going paddleboarding, women in Oregon, Colorado, up others on Lake Superior, and even some women up in Vancouver have all been photographed and videoed wearing the long black dresses and cloaks, green wigs, pointy hats, and gliding across the lakes on their paddleboards. So getting closer to Halloween, is it just so kind of from what? September through October, it's slowly it. building up. It's not yes. like a particular weekend is national. Well, because go paddleboarding is a witch weekend. What it just turned into actually is a lot of these towns on lakes are jumping on board, and it's kind of uh, like, no pun intended. Exactly, one last attempt to kind of say goodbye to summer, except fall. Gotcha. And if it, depending on how cold it is, where you're at gotcha. has been kind of where these gals have been going. Gotcha. But it's kind of become just this fun viral video to watch on on. TikTok. TikTok one or anywhere. La- one last hoorah is what exactly, you're saying. Exactly, exactly. So I had to laugh at this. One gentleman I got to throw out there has got to figure it out when it comes to hot dog stands. He has a hot dog hearse. 
Yep, you're looking at me like, what? Well, he's been doing this since 1982. For 40 years, he has been selling hot dogs out of the back of a hearse. He says he's been operating hellacious hot dogs since he left his job as a power plant engineer years ago. He says people see him and they want to know what's going on over there. And it's unreal how it works. He never has a problem selling out. So he's probably, he might be making more cash than, <laughs> exactly. than an engineer. This has been this has been an incredible episode. You've been Thank all you. over the boards on this one, but a lot of fun. A little tribute to our fa- one of our favorite holidays. Mine, anyway, Halloween. You know what, Digger? We're going to end it right there and call this show wrapped. Thank you to my producer, sound engineer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart, and to Alexandra Fagan for sending in our spotlight feature, and to the Dubuqueland Pheasants Forever from Worthington, Iowa. Way to be sharing the outdoor with our youth as you all keep making those memories and i know many of you like us too are gearing up for next weekend's big deer rifle opener in many states be sure to keep sending in those pictures by email and always tagging at the ben show on social media we love hearing and sharing your life with you whether you're on or off the trail in the tractor seat ranching or tackling the next chapter outdoors from hunting to fishing camping hiking or just trying to make it through the week we want to see it all we want to see and hear about those memorable moments If you missed this episode or part of it and you want to hear past shows too, you can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com. Again, that's thebendshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Looking to change things up for your next event, conference, or awards banquet? How about having us, Tigger and Beck, entertain your crowd? From MCs to event headliner, public speakers to acting as host couple, let us make your gathering extra special. From ranching, rodeo, cancer survival, cattle, hunting, fishing, camping, and so much more, we have the stories to share with the laughs to be had. Thank you to our partners, Ditelli Outdoors, About You Photography, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. Remember to keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. Mm-hmm.